1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
2: Sports Radio 610 presents Area 45 with Bajani and Creighton.
1: Woo! Final
3: hour of the show. Area 45. I'm Bajani, he's Creighton. Chris Santiago producing. How we feeling, boys? Huh? A little sweaty? mouth feeling a little uh tingly?
0: Tingly? Yeah, man, that sauce is really good. Yeah,
3: which which one? Which one did you yours, like? Best? Yours, yeah? yours for sure, yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. Uh you guys can fight over which uh whoever gets to take it home. I
4: mean, listen, I didn't think the Breggy Bomb was bad. I I, I never it was, had I, it. Th- I thought it was good. I I didn't think it was bad. I just liked it was better.
3: Thank you. Thank you. I told you. Self-proclaimed. Self-proclaimed. I thought mine was going to kick Alex it Alex Bregman
4: loser. <laughs>
3: it's the only time that we will ever say that about
4: Alex Bregman as long as he wears an Astros jersey tonight only.
3: Loser. There we go. Bajani over Bregman. Let's get it. I'd never tried Breggy Bomb. I tried it. I'm digging it. Like shame on the people that said they didn't like it. I mean that that's legit salsa. I I gotta give it to Bregs. We got here a couple of haters. Yeah. A couple yeah. Of haters. I, I, I guess I'm
0: it. a hater because I didn't like it.
3: You didn't like it at all. No. We, just like the tangy kind of start to it, or it's just it's just not good. Cup of haters. Mm-hmm. I, I like spicy and I think maybe I appreciate it for the spicy because it does like it, it punches you in the face like right away. But it is one of those like, I love spicy, so I'm going to keep eating it.
0: Yeah, I don't know.
3: I've just, I've I'm, had it so many times that I don't. I'm not trying I to try. talk you out of liking mine better at all. I'm just. No, uh, no, 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 no. I, I really like
0: yours like. For real, all right. Really Appreciate
3: good. it. You guys didn't have to say anything. There's a reason why, because I figured you guys would be nice to me because you felt like you had to be. There's a reason why I didn't tell you what was what, but I guess looking at it, you can kind of figure it out. The one babies. does make one does look homemade. Somebody asked me on the text line from the uh, three four six. Uh, hey SB, what's your opinion on corn in salsa? I don't think there's got a. I don't. I don't think there's a place for corn or beans. Um, like the the really long, like not, uh, not blended onions. Like I don't like l- chunky salsa. I just I don't enjoy it. I what is it? Lupe tortillas got it. It, it has a good taste, but I just I don't dig it.
4: Then once you get to that, why don't you just you know just go right into making chili? Yeah, or I mean, it's like a soup. You I mean, know, if, if it's you like a Mexican in, soup. If like you're putting in like the corn and the onions, let's just
3: get the ground beef and the sausage in there too. Oh, some hamburger meat in there. Bada bing, bada boom. You got it. It's a meal, uh, you know. I just don't tell me if the corn's roasted or not. There's no place for corn and salsa. That's just where I stand. Major on.
4: stat just happened.
3: Oh, triple Whitmore. Double? Oh no, got an assist. <laughs> he got an assist. What is he thinking? He giving passed up the ball? The
4: basketball.
3: <laughs> what was he averaging coming into the season? Like point four assists per game. <laughs>
4: <laughs> he, like, you know how they used to call Kevin McHale the black hole of Boston? Yeah. Once they threw throw it down to him, it never came back out. Dude, once Cam has the basketball, he doesn't give it up until he shoots it.
3: Yeah. But
4: Cam, he found Jeff Green for a layup.
3: Cam might get a career high in uh, minutes tonight, huh? He's 21 minutes. There's about four minutes left in the ball game. Oh, they're up 30. <laughs> I said, I didn't think Cam was going to be on the floor still. Go ahead and get yours, baby.
4: On the floor right now, Cam Whitmore on N. Thompson – Jeff Green, Reggie Bullock, and Aaron Holiday. There you go. And they expanded the lead from 25 to 30.
3: There you go. Let's go. Raptors cannot wait to get the heck out of Dodge, man. That's for sure. Um, All right, so I want to get to this. I want to make sure we have plenty of time. Um, I saw a tweet earlier today from Ben Verlander, the brother of one Justin Verlander. Future Hall of Famer. Was that a tweet on Twitter or a tweet on X? It was a tweet on X. X. So it was new. It was okay. high. He it said, um, high. Mike Elias came from the Astros organization and has followed the same blueprint in Baltimore. He's now uh, putting together everything that's going right for the uh, Orioles, who two days ago just sold for 1.7B, and then yesterday make the biggest blockbuster deal in baseball since. I don't know what, but they got one since of the best Juan pitchers. Soto. Yeah, was it since Juan Soto? <laughs> it's been a little bit. Uh, they get Corbin Burns from the Milwaukee Brewers saying, hey, we're for real. And that was one of the other things. It's probably the last thing that you can attribute to the Orioles kind of coattailing the Astros' plan of try, kind of going all in when they think they can, when they think they should. And you know what? I mean, if you think about this, right? Maybe the sale of the
4: Orioles was like the final brick in the wall to let them replicate the Astros because the Astros were really bad, the Orioles were really bad. The Astros built up their farm system from the the floor up. Mm-hmm. The Orioles built up their farm system from the floor up. Astros brought a bunch of young players, were a competitive team. Orioles brought a bunch of young players, were a competitive team. Ownership recognized and then finally made the big move, spent the money. They get a new owner who made the big move and looks willing to spend the money.
3: Yes, good point. Excellent point. Verlander pointed out, you know, at the time the Astros had started to make their run, you were talking about guys like Springer and Bregman, Altuve, Correa. The Orioles, their core, Adley, Gunner, Grayson, Jackson, When the time's right, you make a big deal for the Orioles. Yesterday, it was Corbin Burns. For the Astros back in 2017, the first time, Justin Verlander. And the parallels, you could easily see them. And I said this yesterday. If I, just from a betting standpoint, because, look, I'm all about the Astros, and I think they've got as good a chance as anybody uh, certainly, considering if their key players stay healthy, want them to win the World Series. But I got to tell you, strictly from a value standpoint, if yesterday I don't know what if it's changed today, you could still get plus fifteen hundred on the Orioles to get to the World or to win the World Series. Yesterday they started out at sixteen hundred, plus sixteen hundred. I'd do that bet. I'd still do it if it's still plus a thousand for the Orioles at any point in time until it's not. I'm doing that bet. It's great value. That is a team that's coming. Well, then you think about the Houston Texans, and look, I know you don't want to go through that whole thing again, and we don't have to, but I heard somebody, or I didn't hear, I read somebody yesterday They texted me during the show, and they said, uh, but Johnny, don't you think the commanders are basically what the Texans used to be? And I said, ah, I don't know, like, I guess I could see some similarities, and maybe we can talk about this a little bit further, but. This really came from the voice of Colin Cowherd who was talking about this. Take a listen to what he had to say when he directly compares the commanders to the Texans.
5: You know what this sounds like? The Houston Texans. Number two pick, cap space, defensive coach, a connection to the San Francisco culture, some interesting wide receivers, and the previous seven, eight years, a laughable either executive office or owner and CJ Stroud and D'Amico Ryans turned it around laughing stock to the playoffs laughing stock to a playoff win in one year. So I think Washington's a really good job.
3: You know, I can't disagree with any of that. He mentioned the San Francisco connection with Adam Peters as their new GM. They hired a defensive minded head coach. Here's a little bit more from Cowherd. talks about the cap space draft capital and, uh, Potential to draft a top quarterback.
5: Dan Quinn should take care of the defense. Um, The cap space should take care of the O-line and some roster deficiencies. And the young wide receiver talent will take care of whoever the young quarterback is. And we know where a young quarterback lands really, really matters. You also have a sharp GM from San Francisco, Adam Peters, uh, to spend all that free agent money. So Drake May is probably going to Washington. So an East Coast kid can stay on the East Coast, Drake May, whose comp is Justin Herbert. It's a pretty good comp. I've watched enough of him. I see a lot of Justin Herbert. Big kid, moves well, power arm, good player.
3: People are talking about or were talking about, probably still are, that commander's job, which is now occupied, all eight head coaching vacancies uh, filled now with Dan Quinn being the new head coach there. PC, people were talking about this being, you know, the worst job available in the entire league. I didn't see it that way because you'd gotten Dan Snyder out. And maybe it was you and somebody else that I was talking about. Yeah, but it's still going to linger. It's still going to be hovering me. It's going to linger. That was you. I, I didn't see it that way at all. I don't know. How does it linger? Do not do you not subscribe to the valid points that I feel like Cowherd made and just what we've seen transpire over the course of the last week plus with the GM and the head coaching hire, the money, the draft capital? It all seems to be there. First of all, Kyle and Cowherd can eat the whole friggin' bag because that lion ass...
4: Bleepy blanker, a <laughs> bleepy blanker. As I, as I protect our license and my job, that lion-ass bleepy blanker. I love you for that. Who sits there and tells about, oh, this kid is—he's so good. He's this. He's that. I remember just just a couple of months ago.
3: Oh, talking crap about this Stroud. Same
4: jackass. Yeah. Saying, oh, CJ Stroud's gonna be the first guy to get benched. He's gonna be a bust. Uh, I don't see anything all that great out of him. And then two months later, admits I don't watch any tape. <laughs> Dude, go to hell! You're a lion sack of crap.
1: Yeah, watching another
4: page. person who's like, I've got the biggest platform available. I will talk straight out of my ass, twenty four seven, and basically he doesn't even write his own stuff. He's just writing what he's just reading whatever's on the prompter and what, whatever the producers wrote up for him anyway. Maybe
3: Cynthia Freeland consulted Colin Cowherd for her Texans write up.
4: But you know, don't sit in like, oh well, you know, it's, it's this is a great job. It has potential. Okay, but the stuff with their former owner isn't going away because there's lawsuits everywhere. That's not going away. They have a new owner. We have no idea what the new owner is going to be. We have no clue. I mean, it's a pretty you have good start. A, you have a new owner, which hopefully can't be worse than Dan Snyder, but you've got a new owner. You've got a new GM who has to prove himself because he's never been a, mm-hmm. the, the GM before. All right, Dan Quinn. Anybody looking at Dan Quinn and going, yeah, that's my head coach. Because you know what? When D'Amico Ryans was hired, that's my head coach. Yeah. Dan Quinn? Who? Yeah.
3: All right. That's like, that's our head coach. Like,
4: (laughs) hey, you know, my coach is Dan Quinn. Like, my coach is D'Amico Ryans versus...
3: My coach is Dan Quinn. I mean, we, two days ago, we celebrated the one-year anniversary of D'Amico. Was that yesterday? Was it yesterday or two days ago? It I can't yesterday. remember. God, we celebrated the one-year anniversary the of an NFL start team together, hiring. blending together, don't they? Yeah, they do. Of hiring a coach. I don't know if we've ever done that. I don't remember doing that for A.J. Hinch when the Astros <laughs> hired A.J. Hinch. And let's be real. I don't care what
4: quarterback you're taking in this year's draft. None of them are C.J. Stroud. None. Yeah. None of them have the combination of his arm talent, his accuracy, his touch, his maturity, his decision-making, and his mobility
3: all at the same time. Say the I word. Just say it. Screw the S2. Say it. His intelligence. You know... F you, S2. Like I said, the guy who who
4: created the S2 told us way back in May. Yeah, listen, you you can't be, you know, I saw some of the test scores that got leaked out. Some of those aren't, that's not valid. But nobody cared because, hey, we're going to get a lot more clicks by going, Uh oh, S2, dummy, dummy, ha ha! And now when the season's over... And CJ Stroud looks like the smartest quarterback despite the alleged bad score. Now, now you remember. Now you're listening when they're telling you his score was invalid. Where were you back in May when he told you the first time? Where were you then, you frauds, you cowards, you shysters, you engagement farmers, you phonies? Yeah, where were you, you yellow livered loser? Tell me about, oh, well, you know, now, yeah, maybe that's us. You faker. You could have read it then. You didn't want to because it made you feel good about yourself. <laughs> I'm going to say somebody else is stupid. <laughs> Slam your head in
3: the door. You know, it's that in people's desperation to just grasp onto something that can tell them what they want to know without having to actually watch film a la Callen Cur- Coward and people like that maybe, right? I mean, I don't think that's wrong at all. We want the easiest possible thing to attribute. Like, give me a stat, give me a number that says this guy's worth a damn or he's not this so guy's I don't gonna have to be watch awesome. anything. This
4: guy's going to be a
3: bust. Dude, I don't watch film. Yeah. Dude, eat yeah. the whole bag. I, he, now, circ- he's such a fraud. Circling back. <laughs> Circling back. Uh, do you see the blueprint, though, that the Commanders could potentially be falling from the Texans, that the Orioles, I see that a lot clearly, a lot more clearly, uh, the, what they're doing with the Astros, kind of riding their coattails, so to speak, using their formula. I think it's interesting. And I think the Astros, you know, the ones that you got to give the biggest tip of the cap to because I have the re- most respect for them in the way that they did it. You remember way back then, Jeff Luno flat out came out and said a word that Drayton McLean would never, ever use, and that's rebuild. Drayton would think of any other way to kind of, you know, Say what was going on with the organization, but we're still going to remain competitive. You know, we're going to be champions, the whole thing. And we're not retooling. We're not rebuilding. We're not restructuring. We're, we're not, not telling the truth. We're not telling the truth. <laughs> we're not doing all this stuff. Jeff Luno flat out said, you know what? It's going to be a rough few years, but at the end of the day, it's going to be worth it. We've got a plan. We've got a goal. We want to be the best. And they were, and they are, and they have a chance to still be. And we're talking about a decade long project for your major league baseball team that has kind of set the standard. And I know people out there, you know, oh, they're cheaters, trash cane bangers, and the whole thing. Like they'll never, ever be able to let that go and accept it. But it doesn't matter. Your team did it as well and lost. And lost. And lost. And the Astros are still doing it and they're not cheating. They're not banging trash cans. They're better than you until they're not. Yourteamsucks.com. <laughs> they're better than you until they're not. And I just, I love the fact that we've got a ball club in town, maybe two of them that, again, one of them you don't want to go back and relive those days. It was a rough three years. But man, where you are right now. Um, It's fantastic, man. Patrick Creighton, Sean Bajani, Area 45, Chris Santiago producing. Coming up next, you on or off.
1: It's bandwagon. Stay there.
0: Call from mom. Answer it.
5: Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
6: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Yeah, he's been off the wagon two years. Off the wagon? I think
0: it's off the wagon. I think it's on the wagon. You're back on the wagon.
2: Right off the wagon. What the hell do you know about wagon? I know enough not to get on them.
5: I told you. There's It's
2: time to get
4: on or get off. Let's play the bandwagon. We start with words of wisdom from... NBA Hall of Famer
7: Charles Barkley. You you know what I want to say? Uh, I read an article yesterday. Tony Snell. Yeah. Yeah. Needing to be signed. By the end of this week, because he's got two kids with autism, and he needs to play to the end of the year to get a 10 year medical. Right. To help him take care of his two autistic kids. I'm hoping you know man, the NBA's been great to all of us sitting up here. Uh, you know, and you guys are going to be playing basketball forever, making a gazillion dollars. I hope one of you guys signed Tony so his two autistic kids can get great medical care. I read that article. Or oh, does the league just? Well, Adam Silver comes in and, and it makes an exception, and he gets the he gets the Well, well kind of what, but I mean, it, it's, it's only it's only 40 games so he can uh, make. Uh, but uh, what, what, well, I'm just telling you, he yeah, they, they, that's an easier way. A, well, no, I'm just saying. I, I hope a team signs yeah. him for the rest of the season because, you know, I don't know a lot about autism. I'm not gonna say it, but man, I know it's got to be expensive to have two young kids with that situation. So, I'm hoping the NBA. We always. Talk about what a family we are. Right. Let's let's sign that kid for the rest of the season.
4: So here's what we learned from this. You need 10 years in the NBA, a league that makes $10 billion a year. You need 10 years to be able to get family medical, something that most people can get whenever they start a job. Mm Mm-hmm. 30 days later, you're a full-time employee. You are eligible to get benefits. Now, maybe your company pays more than other companies, whatever. But that you have to be in the NBA 10 years to be able to put your family on your medical. The NBA should be embarrassed by this and fix it immediately. Eligible from day one on or off the wagon.
3: I'm on that, they need to fix it. Is that what you? Is that the, is that the question? Fix they to fix it so that you are eligible for family medical
4: from your first day.
3: Yeah, on. I'm on the bandwagon. I, who was it, uh, Kenny Smith, that said Charles? Like nobody needs to sign him. Like Silver just needs to flat out make an exception. Like get this done. Like help this guy out. Like he's as Charles said. Like hey, if we're this big family, like let's get this done. Somebody sign him. Hey, You don't need to sign him. Like chances are, like the the guy would probably, if he wants to be home with his kids, he'd probably rather do that than just have to hop on plane, you know, for just some strange team occupying a roster spot just so he can get benefits for the rest of the year and have have his kids, you know, get the best possible medical attention uh, that they need. No, I'm I'm, I'm kind of with Kenny on this one that Silver just making an exception not just for Snell, but to your point. Don't make it damn 10 years. Don't wait for the CBA to expire, too, before you get this done and and signed, sealed, delivered. I I don't know what it needs to be, but 10 years is, like, extremely a long time. What is the average NBA career? I, I don't know, but it's probably far less than 10 years. It's probably in and around the life of a running back in the NFL, which is around three and a half to four years, right? Like, these guys, yeah, they make a lot of money, but... They have families, too, and they shouldn't be sweating, uh, you know, not being able to get the best medical coverage for their family.
0: I'm on that one. I'm on it, too. I mean, the NBA, just like they say, they they claim they're a big family. That's a family member right there. Help them out. Adam Silver, you know what to
3: do, man. Help Tony Snell out. Charles is powerful. That's going to get done. It's going to get done. $10 billion
4: a year league. And you got to play 10 years to get medical. In the NFL, where it's a lot harder to play 10 years, you get a full pension at 10 years. In the NBA, you finally get to put your wife and kids on medical. That's an embarrassment. Fix it, Adam Silver. That is a full wagon. Number two. Maybe there was a time in recent history where... You didn't feel real proud of your Houston Texans. You felt maybe embarrassed about your Houston Texans. Maybe all the Texans gear that you had sat in the shelf, went in a drawer, didn't come out. Well, it's important to one person that you be proud of that. His name is D'Amico Ryans. Uh, I think...
3: When I took over the job here, one thing I wanted to um, just instill in the entire city was uh, was pride back into our team here, right? So I want people around the city to be proud of the Texans, right, be able to wear their Texans gear and, and wear proud. proud. So I'm starting to see a lot of Texans gear around the city. <laughs> starting to see a lot of smiles. We go out to restaurants. A lot of people are excited about the Texans and what
7: the men in this locker room have, have did on the field, right, to, get the city excited about the Texans again. And that's what it's all about. Our guys have done a tremendous job of,
3: of regaining that respect, regaining that pride in our team. And that's one thing I wanted to do when I took over here.
4: You used to be a little embarrassed to wear your Texans gear. But now you wear it proudly. Are you on or off the bandwagon?
3: On. Have you seen me take this hat off? I have not seen you take that hat off. <laughs> hey, uh, for a couple of reasons. Uh, hey, look, I'm a fan just like a lot of other people. But then, too, um, free swag. I got to give a uh, tip of the cap to uh, the Texans uh, and the PR staff this season for taking care of the media members. Uh, we got a lot of swag out of training camp. Shirts, hats, sweatshirts. I wear it all proudly, mainly because it's free. And even though I asked for three and just got one, it's still for me. Uh, there's no doubt about that. There's one other guy who said it weeks and weeks ago, though he didn't say it first. D'Amico's been um, you know, on this train since day one. They put a camera and a microphone in front of his face in the city of Houston, but it was also C.J. Stroud who, what was it, after that Pittsburgh game, he said, hey, you deserve to feel like this. You deserve this. We want you to feel the swag that we walk around with. Well, maybe like never before. You did that this season. If you were in, if you were late to the party, and you got in at some point this season, you did that. And so, yeah, man, I am all on that bandwagon. You wear, you wear it proudly now. You wear it with the likability that came back with your team. You You wear it with the watchability. You wear it with the respectability. All of the above, absolutely on it.
0: I'm off. I mean, regardless of if the team's doing bad or the team's doing good, I feel like if you're a true fan, you're going to support the team. So you're going to wear that gear. And even though, like I said, they suck. I mean, they used to suck, not they suck. Um, They're were they were a bad team. Um, I, I would still rock the gear because that's my team. That's, that's my number one team. So, yeah, I'm off.
4: No, I'm on this bandwagon. And the reason being is when your team is a joke and you feel like it's a joke from ownership on down, mm-hmm. You're not going out and dropping forty five bucks on a hat, no, or hundred and fifty bucks on a
3: jersey, or sixty dollars on a shirt, or devoting three hours of your time on a Sunday to watch a product that's trying to lose for three straight years.
4: See this? See this Texans hat on my head? Mm-hmm. First Texans hat I've ever bought. There you go, baby. That's and I fresh. bought it. I bought it before the season this year, because you know if you've ever listened to me in the last year and a half, you know I knew. Texans, we're going to give it to us this year. Bryce, bright, shiny, fresh hat.
3: Yeah, man. Oh, uh,
4: yeah. I like my white hat. I like my white hats down here. Never wore white hats before I moved to Houston. Now I like the white hat. There you go. But uh, I'm surprised at Chris. Got the swag. Yeah, I didn't know Chris was an Easterby fan. He probably out there like, rocking an Easterby jersey.
3: No, no. I mean, it's just, why not? You know? Do you have your air humper I, jersey? I no. would totally, I, I, I'm with you. This was an exception. This was exceptionally, like, kicking the nuts after kicking the nuts for what the Texans did to the fans during that three years in just turning a blind eye to everything that was going on in-house. That was unacceptable. That was malpractice. That was gross negligence. That was neglecting your fan base to the nth degree. And... I do not blame anybody for giving it right back to them, and turning the TVs off, putting the wallets back in their pocket and their purses. That's that's where I've always stood on that. When your team doesn't respect you as a fan, then you don't deserve it back. And the Texans figured it out right away uh, over the course of the last year when they got that Joker Easterby out of the street, out of the house, and put him on the street like that. That was, that was, I think, the first telltale sign. Like, hey, you know, we we got this now. And D'Amico, the effect is on. Uh, hopefully he doesn't go anywhere anytime soon.
4: Yeah, when you burned through a waiting list 80,000 deep and couldn't sell your tickets, maybe that was a hit. Yeah. All right, C-Sex, we're going to skip number four. We're going to go right to number five. We had a knockout last night, but it happened in college basketball Uh, between New Mexico State and Liberty.
5: Cook exchanges for Odukali. Defended by Shiloh Robinson who's also in off the bench. Three is too heavy there for Petway. And then Robinson is run over by Robert Carpenter. And they call a flagrant right away on Carpenter. And Richie McKay
1: who is hard to get riled up he's so calm and collected he's very angry about this and i think carpenter's going
3: to apologize
5: so carpenter's been ejected russ oh, he's not carpenter going to apologize. Got ejected he's going right home. away
4: yeah <laughs> he's going to apologize no he got his ass thrown out why because carpenter hit an absolute sucker punch on a Liberty player, drilled him square between the eyes with a right hook from like like sucker punch style from behind. Guy yeah. never saw it
3: coming. It drew blood, didn't it?
4: Yeah. I mean, this is, this is a straight short right, square to the middle of the face. Dude never see. Boom! And he goes down like an absolute ton. Game was stopped for a while where they tended to him. He was thrown out of the game. All sports should adopt the NHL's rule, fighting is just a five-minute penalty. Are you on or off the
3: bandwagon? Off. Absolutely no way. I love hockey for the fights, just like uh, a lot of people like car racing for the wrecks and stuff like that. But, I mean, no way. Like, you're just going to let NBA dudes... Like, remember Malice at the Palace? That didn't go too well, did it? (laughs) Depends on who you're asking. (laughs) Well, exactly. It depends. Like, who... (laughs) <laughs> who's the one that rang that bell? You know what I mean? Um, no. The, I, you've got to be asking that tongue-in-cheek, but there's just absolutely no way. There's, a, there's times where in baseball, especially, I'd like to see, you know, dudes go at it, giving them a little time. But, hell, I mean, the players, they just rush right in between. I couldn't imagine if NBA dudes were allowed to go at it. It would be nasty. No way. Off. I'm off as well. I
0: mean, yeah, it's fun to see guys whenever they're arguing and, and almost fighting. But at the end of the day, no, nah, I, I do not want to see. I don't want to waste, well, I guess you said five minutes. But still, nah, I, I'm off, man. I'm off. I'm, I'm good.
4: Yeah, you know, back in the 70s and the early 80s, you say, I went to a fight and a hockey game broke out. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I understand why, you know, they don't want a bunch of 6'5", six, 6'8", six, foot guys throwing haymakers because, mm. You know the refs are like, yeah, yeah, right, knock each other out. We don't give a damn, right? Like, I, you guys yeah. kill each other, and then when you got to play your next game tomorrow, when you have no teeth, that's your problem,
3: right? But what allowed that to become a thing in hockey? It's always that's just hockey. To get a fight, five like, minutes. I would imagine like you just made the decision once upon a time ago. Like, you know what? I'm not getting in between these guys with you know all this equipment on. I mean, they're going at it, heat of the moment. We just let letting- it. No, a lot of times they'll do it. They, they let the guys fight for
4: a minute or two, wear themselves out, and then when they're both kind of gassed, that's when they pull them
3: apart. Yeah, like when your life's not really in danger, at least at the optimum level, right? And so it just continued.
4: <laughs> you know, that's that's kind of how, how that works. And and look, I think fighting works in hockey, right? You five minutes, okay, you go out there, you do it again. Mm-hmm. You have five more minutes. Yeah. You go out there, you do it again, okay, now you're ejected. You get three fights, and you're ejected.
3: Three strikes, you're out.
4: But you can get in two fights and, and, and not be ejected. No, no big deal. Just 10 minutes of penalties. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not on the bandwagon as much as, you know, watching, like, a huge brawl every night. I, I probably wouldn't have a problem with it. It would like,
3: literally be every night. But it
4: would be every freaking <laughs> night. <laughs> when you got Dylan Brooks calling guys uh, another way to call a cat a kitty. Um, <laughs> yeah. You guys can stop throwing hands right now. They're just like, man, he's making fun of me. It's not fair. (laughs) LeBron, tell the ref to call whistle. Not nice. Um, Yeah, but I'm going to be off the wagon because as much as I'd love to see guys killing each other, uh, they would literally be killing each other.
3: Exactly. He's Patrick Creighton. Sean Bajani, it's Area 45. Uh, He's Chris Santiago producing, doing a great job. Coming up next, final segment. One more segment to go before you can meet us at Kirby Ice House. Uh, If you hit us up, me and Patrick Creighton, we're trying to talk Chris uh, into going. Uh, You tell us you listen to the show, we'll buy you a beer. It'll be on us. Uh, And, you know, speaking of hockey, I wanted to get to this. Houston, hockey, it's been a while. But you heard it from the horse's mouth today that it may not be much longer. That's next. That's next.
2: Live from the Twin Peaks Studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Area 45 with Bajani and Creighton.
3: Final segment of the show, Sean Bajani, Patrick Creighton. Appreciate you joining us this evening. If you'd like to get in, 713 Watch us on Twitch and YouTube every single night, every single show. Uh, we're going to be here. We ain't going anywhere. Um while the guys are taking a trip to Vegas ahead of the Super Bowl this next week, we'll be holding it down here right here on Area 45. I ain't leaving. Ain't leaving. We're I ain't right freaking here. leaving. <laughs> the show goes on. And it's going to go on, man. How you feeling after we got about a week in the books now? Full week. Man, I tell you, when when you ain't, haven't, been on the, haven't
4: been on the radio in a little bit, you know, I've been about a month mm-hmm. since I've been on. We got on Monday, man. I was so amped. I know. I I was so freaking juiced up. I got home like twelve thirty. I didn't go to bed like three. I was going to say like like
3: pushing myself to go to bed. When I go home after doing a show, anytime, I, I'm up like for at least two, three, four hours.
4: Yeah. The only problem is, you know, when the alarm goes off at five forty-five. Yeah, it sucks. Um, bad words get said, (laughs) and sometimes they get said. Where you use that first, that sixth letter of the alphabet and follow it with just ah, oh! <laughs> and uh, when when I did that, it's worth it. When I did that on Tuesday, my wife gave me the biggest side eye. Like your damn fault. You're the one who came to bed so late. <laughs> but I was just so juiced up from doing yeah. the show, man. I, I, you know, and then you know, your energy level kind of normals out over the rest of the week and. Uh, You you know you already know I'm a caffeine junkie so uh, I need to have my
3: caffeine. I actually didn't know about well I mean I'm looking at the the Coke over there. I mean you've had a Coke with you every single night, but that's your choice of caffeine consumption. Or a Dr Pepper or
4: a Mountain Dew. Uh, You know, uh, my daughter my daughter had to take I had to take her for a from uh, meningococcal shot like it comes in two shots. Uh, So she had to get that at nine o'clock this morning. So. Rather than go right back to school, we hung out for a little bit, and then we went to Taco Bell. and We got ourselves some Baja Blast because it's the greatest soda in the world. Her call or your call on the Taco M- Bell? Mutual call, mutual call. <laughs> there you go, mutual call. And uh, you know, you know, because it's Taco Bell. Uh, when I when i when I'm in high school, we might all have enough money. Like among six of us to get like two sodas. Yeah. And just re- refill it for like two hours. Yeah. Every time you go to Taco Bell, you know you're refilling that bad boy at least twice. So got myself not one, not two, but three. Holy smokes. Uh, Zero sugar Baja Blast. There you go. It's just, it's the greatest. And this year, for this year only, Baja Blast is available in the store. Boom! It's usually only available at Taco Bell, and then maybe they'll make it available for like a month. Yeah, for the whole year, Baja Blast is available in the store. I mean, this is already gonna be the greatest year.
3: I'm gonna take your word for it. I've never had it. My what? Jam- nah, I've never had what? it. You just you say you never had Taco Bell. I, when I go to Taco Bell, I just get a Coke. Nah. Why would
4: you do that when they have Baja Blast?
3: Because I didn't know about Baja Blast. Next time I go, I'll get a Baja Blast. What is it? What flavor? Like, give me, give it's, me something. It's a Mountain Dew, but it has like a like a
4: lime-ish type of... Dude, it's so good. Okay, all right. So, hear me out. World. Like,
3: I hit up uh, the $5 Biggie Bag at Wendy's the other night. I told you I was starving. My go-to there, and anywhere that they have it, but they always have it at Wendy's, uh, is the Coke Lime. The, the mix, you know? That... Is it like similar to that Baja no, Blast, no. like Coke and lime no, together? Baja
4: Blast kicks Coke's ass.
3: Really? Kicks its All right. ass. All right.
4: I'm a Baja Coke. Blast is the greatest soda ever made. All right, man. I'm not even, I'm hey, not even exaggerating. You it's co-sinus?
0: good. Yeah, it, it's good. I wouldn't say it's better than Coke because I really
3: like Coca Cola. I but. just don't. You shut your whore mouth. <laughs> I don't frequent no. like fast food, and I definitely i. It's rare that I drink soda. Like the only time I drink sodas when I'm desperate, I go to Wendy's and get the Coke Lime, or I have a soda in the press box at a Texans game.
0: That's you should, it. You should definitely. I mean, I would say after here, but you're going to Kirby Ice House, but maybe on your way home after the, after you you're grabbing a beer or two, swing by Taco Bell and get yourself a, a large Baja Blast. Paired with what? It, go ahead. Give me paired give me. with like a
4: steak quesadilla. Yeah, yeah there you go. Oh. Mm-hmm. Man. Because that's easy. You can have that yeah. in the car or you won't make a mess. Why'd you
3: have to say steak and we're going to Kirby Ice House and man. I know they don't have the freaking Wednesday night steaks. Well,
4: I mean, they, they do got some food trucks tonight.
3: Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have I'm gonna be looking for for uh, some sort of steak pairing with my beer and be I'm
4: gonna be trying this this Cajun chicken thing they got going. I'm gonna be trying that tonight.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna get something. I know that. I am starving. The uh Breggy Bomb salsa and my uh, award-winning uh, homemade uh, kick you in the uh, ass salsa. Five stars from Area Forty Five. Five stars. Now see, you're up in the ante. There you go. It went from a better mat to a five star uh, salsa. Now I'm down, and I felt like you were digging it more and more. Chris wants to take some of it home, so I will oblige. He Jeez. wants to bathe in it. Yeah. Hey, I. <laughs> He's like, hold up, man. Got him. He's like, hold <laughs> Got <up."> him. <laughs> hold up. Hold up. Hey, let me get your take on this because we've been talking about this for, I don't know, a decade. Like, is it ever going to happen? Kind of like, are they ever going to fix college sports? Are we ever going to get an NHL team back in the city of Houston? Uh, It came from the horse's mouth. NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman revealed a laundry list of new cities that have um, sought interest in having an expansion team come their way. Take a listen.
6: Okay, if somebody wants to express interest and tell us they want an expansion team, we'll talk to them. As we talk to people in Houston, in Atlanta, in Cincinnati, Kansas City, Kansas City, uh, there seems to be a, a increasing and vibrant expression of interest in having an NHL team in places where there aren't.
3: I feel like there's been kind of a meh to having NHL in Houston, like very niche. Am I reading that wrong? Would people love to have it? I don't feel the vibe of them pining for it, but I feel like if it was here, then it's kind of like if you build it, they will come kind of a thing.
4: I think there's a really big groundswell of people who would absolutely love the NHL. I also think there's a lot of people who come to Houston, live here, from other parts of the country where there was NHL. And if there was a local team, they'd be all in. I think that, and and I say this because, look, I've I've obviously talked to a lot of people who would be in the know, people who are, you know, with various organizations, various teams, league office, Mm -hmm. uh, connected to the league office somehow. Houston is number one. On the list for the next team, from the, number, from the NHL's
3: perspective, like they would want a team in Houston. Yes,
4: they are, they desperately want a team in Houston, fourth biggest city in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, until the new census comes out and tells us we're the third biggest city in the country, right? So they see the market, they see the money, right? COVID hurt the NHL more than all the other North American major sports, right? It hurt the NHL the most. They got a $500 million expansion fee from the Vegas Golden Knights. They got a $650 million expansion fee from the Seattle Kraken. The new expansion fee is expected to be a billion dollars. Jeez. Okay.
3: When did the Kraken come into existence?
4: 2019? 2020?
3: God, so in five years... Let's just, like, you think it would approach a billion now? Like, yeah. if they expanded in 24, like, that's the margin. A, it'd from it'd five years. Dollars. Holy smokes.
4: And because, look, you're going to use that expansion money because you know what that money goes to? All the other owners' pockets.
3: Yeah. yeah. So
4: you are paying all the other owners to let you in the club. And they want that big billion-dollar expansion fee. That's why, you know, Bettman is working so hard to make the Coyotes work in Arizona, All right, they don't have an arena. They're playing in a, what, a 4,500-seat college arena. It's a joke. It's an absolute freaking joke. They don't have an arena. They don't even have real plans to build an arena. That team needs to move. It would. The problem is, realistically, that team uh, is allegedly, according to Forbes, Worth $500 million. That is the the lowest-valued team in the league. I will tell it's gotta you— It's got to be the
3: lowest-valued team in professional sports. There
4: is no chance in hell that team is worth $500 million. You think more? They're barely worth $300 million. Oh, yeah. Okay. They don't have an arena. They don't draw
3: anybody. Yeah, they share.
4: You have 4,500 fans. They don't even get the full bout.
3: So, are you are you basically saying that expansion is not the way that relocation is?
4: I will tell you that billionaires who like having money and not spending it- They would go for expansion. They would rather buy a team on the cheap and move it- Okay. Than have to pay a billion dollars as a startup.
3: Well, I thought you were saying the other, the other owners would be in favor of expansion Oh, no, the other would, owners want the expansion-
4: yeah. And that's that's the the back and forth yeah. push. They don't want Fertitta to buy the Coyotes. They want him to make an expansion team because it's more money and all the other owners. That's pockets. crazy.
3: I mean, there's 32 NHL teams. I mean, that's and there'll be
4: 34 in the next couple of years. Just- they they need they they need the money, and when they could potentially, I've seen ideas that they could go to 36. If they go to 36, at least one of those teams is in Canada. At least one of those teams is in Canada. And a lot of people think that it's going to be in Quebec City. I think there might actually be an equal to better chance they put a second team in Toronto. Because Toronto was the one city in Canada that can carry two teams legitimately. They're big enough. They have the money. And they've got just an absolutely wild, fervent, radical Mm -hmm. hockey
3: base. Mm -hmm.
4: Quebec City would become the second smallest market in the league behind only Winnipeg. And Winnipeg this year Damn. is probably down about fifteen hundred fans a game. Winnipeg's taking it on the chin a little bit this year. If you don't have a strong team in a small market, you really feel it. Mm-hmm. If if Quebec City has a team, but they're not killing it real quick, they're gonna feel it. It's gonna be hard. It's a small market. Yeah. It's also whereas Montreal is a is part of a French speaking province in Quebec, but it's like half English, half French. Quebec City is all French. You talk English in Quebec City, they like throw eggs at you. They, they, they look down on
3: Tremendous. you. Tremendous. So it's it's harder to make that work. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. Uh, good good drop in the knowledge on the, the NHL, man. Holy smokes. I drink soda and I know things. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's Patrick Creighton, Sean Bajani. Chris Santiago producing. It's Area 45. We have just completed one week, and we look forward to uh, you hanging with us next week leading up to the Super Bowl right here on Sports Radio 610. Hell, we
4: look forward to you hanging out with us in about 30 minutes.
3: Absolutely. Come join us at Kirby Ice House. Find us. Tell us you listen to the show. We'll buy you a beer. It's on us. The first 10 people that do so, it's going to be on, baby. Have a great night, everybody.
1: It's time.
3: Like, if you sucked on it long enough, I'm I'm sort of
6: wet. (laughs) Pause. Technical difficulties, will you please stand by? (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.